We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sean, so several players we want to talk about here. I think the best place to start is, because we just talked a lot about wide receivers in the portal. We just talked yeah. a bunch about it. I think we sometimes forget that there are some dudes coming in in 2024 at the wide receiver position. Yeah. Now, we've talked about Cam Williams a lot, Sean, but Micah Gilbert's pretty advanced for his age, man. Logan Saldate is going to come into a position where there's a lot of slots on the team. So like that might not be as attainable potentially, but I think all three of these guys have a chance to find reps yeah. this off season. Totally agree with that. It's a class that, you know, is headlined by the top guy in Cam Williams with a lot of expectations, uh, much heralded, but then the other guys, you know, Mike didn't didn't Bryce young and, and Michael Gilbert as a package deal is almost like, Yo, this might this might turn out to be one of the best package deals in Notre Dame recruiting history. And then Logan Sardate, man, is just he's kind of like a wild card. Yeah. Right? He and is, isn't I'll he? tell you. Uh uh Dominique, uh he reminds me of Dominique Bell a little bit. Okay. From Georgia. Just a little bit. Like Oh, Dylan Bell. Dylan, Dylan Bell. Bell. Oh, or are you talking about Dominic Lovett? There's a Dominic no, Lovett. No, you know, Dylan, Dylan Bell. Dylan Bell. Okay. Dylan Bell. Uh, Mike's brother. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I say that because he was one of those guys that primarily inside, but has potential in a pinch, like when Georgia had injuries at the position with Lad McConkey and others. He went outside and started to make plays so much. That we saw the Muse kid jump into the transfer portal, right? Because he looked at the situation like, okay, I'm strictly special teams down here. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I've watched his film and I love the young man. That's why I'm going to call him the wild card of the class. Because I think two years, that kid could be making plays Sorry. all over the place for Notre Dame. I think so too, man. He, he really could. So this might not be the trio that came in last year collectively. But this don't hey this this entire class is underrated. It's just really underrated from like an evaluation standpoint. I 
college football hasn't changed, Ryan. No. Evaluation, coaching, and development. I don't care no. NIL transfers, dude. If you're gonna be a, if you're gonna be a good team, you have to evaluate, recruit, and coach. Yeah, you know what's wild, Sean? Notre Dame's probably gonna end up bringing like maybe six kids from the transfer portal this cycle, probably like somewhere in that ballpark. And mm-hmm. it feels like they're just hitting the portal hard, right? But mm-hmm. like. There are teams that bring in like 20-something every single year. It's just like Notre Dame doesn't really – right. it's not hitting it hard. It's just trying no. to find gaps, man. Like you're trying no. to find gaps. It's kind of par for the course, right? Like yep. you look at Ohio State. You look at uh, Notre Dame. Uh, Michigan, you know, brought in, uh, what, two offensive linemen from Stanford. Yeah. They had uh, – I uh, forget the kid on the defensive line that's uh, uh, a viper for them. They, they well, got they, so yeah, they brought in so they had Miles Hitton was the offensive mm-hmm. tackle from Stanford, Drake Nugent was the center, and then yeah. Josiah Stewart was a transfer from Coastal Carolina, the edge. Right. So yeah, man, they hit it hard last offseason. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So that's part for the course, even for elite teams. You know, you're going to get five, probably around five kids each and every year. Just the nature of the new business and the way things go. So, yeah, Notre Dame, everybody, I know that it only felt like a mass exodus because of the wide receiver coach situation. So it kind of exacerbated things, right? Absolutely. And the anxiety was like up within the fan base. And it's like, Relax, you know, maybe you had one or two extra guys that were going to jump in, but the, you know, the Tobias Merriweather thing was regardless of what transpired, that was a possibility. Yep. You know, so it's, it's, it's the way of doing business now. It is. I mean, Sean, like there were a couple wide receiver losses that, you know, Notre Dame wasn't anticipating, obviously, like they weren't anticipating losing Braylon James. They weren't anticipating Chris. Well, the, the the thought was maybe Chris Tyree would leave, but like they were going to fight to keep Chris Tyree to come back. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that was a guy that they were absolutely going to fight for. So there was a couple of wide receiver defections that they weren't anticipating, 
Sean, it happens everywhere, man. Like it happens mm-hmm. everywhere. It really does. I mean, if we're, I, I literally have seen multiple kids from teams that are playing in the college football playoff enter the portal. Mm-hmm. They're giving up a chance to win a national championship to enter the portal. That's happening, guys. That's happening. So yeah, I understand. We, you know, we fo- we as a collective follow Notre Dame football. So whenever anything great happens, whenever yeah. anything bad happens. It is like the absolute worst thing in the world or the absolute best thing in the world. I get Absolutely. that. I 100% get that. But just kind of taking a step back for a second, looking from a more wide scope lens, this is college football now. I think you said it perfectly, Sean. This is the state of college football. There is no doubt about where we are, unfortunately, in the world. So yeah. this is what is, and Notre Dame, in order to be a great football team, they need to adapt. You need to adapt to it, man. You're going to get left behind if you don't utilize it at all. You're going to get left behind. I'm not asking them to bring in 10, 15 guys every year, but five or six to maybe seven at times of kids that can really help you. Because, Sean, I mean, Sean, otherwise, and I'll make this argument. I want to hear your feedback because this is my opinion on this, right? Sure. Technically, so like, let's say in a perfect world, the wide receiver coaching situation, everything was good. You're, you know, you have your wide receivers all coming back next year. Let's say, let's say Braylon's coming back, Tobias is coming back, Rico's coming back, Chris Tyree's coming back. Let's say it all, that's all perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Notre Dame is technically, though, you can, you can say that it might be mortgaging the future at the wide receiver position, but Notre Dame could come out of this portal cycle with the three other kids also coming in from the 2024 class in a better position at wide receiver than they would have been if they would have stayed stagnant? Uh, we actually had a poll question up about that. And the most of the fan base, I think 82% of fans said they would take the potential room yeah. over standing pat. Yeah. So uh, let, let, fans are right there with you, Double R. Well, I mean, because think about it, Sean. So you lost four very talented players, but you're going to bring in the three wide receivers in the 2024 class. And if I told you you have that, so let's say I'm just gonna I'm just gonna highlight this room fully to get for a second, right? You have Jaden Greathouse, you have Jaden Thomas, you have Deion Colsey, you have Jordan Faison, you have KK Smith, you're gonna bring in Caleb uh, Caleb Williams, Cam Williams, you're gonna bring in Micah Gilbert, Logan Saldate. And what if I told you that you have a potential of bringing in Chris Mitchell, Bo Collins, and one other good receiver. I don't know who the other receiver is, but a good a, a player that's been productive on the college level. Yeah. Isn't that better than it would have potentially been? Yeah, absolutely. It's not even close. Yeah. In my opinion, it's not even close. I don't even think it's close either, man. I don't even Especially think it's even close. If they, if they seal this thing with two more receivers that are like, yeah, okay. Like a, like a Bo right Collins now, and somebody else, it's like Bo Collins. I guess we we question his production to this yeah. point based upon the what we think he can be. Yep. But Chris Mitchell's production that's yo that's somebody that's coming in the room saying, "Look, I'm ready to go out here and produce." Yep. So, and then you have talent that are going to be sophomores. They're going to take a, a step forward. Yes, you hope. With yeah. the new coach in the uh, ring, so. I, I think Jaden Greyhouse is going to be a stud next year, man. I really do. That's that's my early pick to being the leading receiver on the 2024 team. That's that's my guy, Jaden Greyhouse. I'm gonna I'm gonna die with that fandom, man. Everybody knows I was a big fan of him, and I'm just I'm just gonna die with it. I'm I'm going to. I think he's gonna have put together a really good year. But mm-hmm. Sean, I mean, but 
Notre Dame still needs those freshmen to come in and compete to play. You need it. You need it because you still have injury concerns with Jaden Thomas, with Deion Colsey, even Jaden Greathouse had the hamstring, obviously, that cost him a couple of games in the middle of the season and the production in a couple others. You need Cam Williams to come in and to fight for – Fight for opportunities. Micah Gilberts. Because I, I mentioned those two most, Sean, because what does Notre Dame need? We've talked about it in the portal section. They need outside receivers. And, like, both of those guys could do some stuff in the slot if you needed them to. But Cam yeah. Williams is an outside receiver. Micah yeah. Gilbert is an outside receiver. Logan Saldate, it'd be great if he comes in and competes and gets some, some reps. But you don't necessarily need him to in year one. Like, you don't yeah. really need him to. You could yeah. let him develop a little bit. But Cam Williams, Micah Gilberts. Mikey Gilbert, 6'2", 205, physically ready to go. Cam Williams, true five-star wide receiver in the 2024 class, Sean. They have an opportunity to come in and play. I, I agree wholeheartedly, right? And I think they have an opportunity that at least, at minimum, two of the three get considerable playing time. And, look, we talk about elite programs and how they do it, right? Your freshman should be getting Cam Williams from the first game should be getting five to ten snaps. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, not if not more. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I mean, I'm probably lowballing it. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But yo, five to ten snaps. If Michael Gilbert shows in the spring and fall, that hey, get me in there too. Get him five to ten snaps. That's I, w- I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, that's that's development. That's yep. look. We can sit up here, and this is my thing with the quarterback. Like people want man, I, we don't. Somebody was like, yeah, you know, you don't want to throw kids out there with no experience at the quarterback position. And I just started going down the list of kids that got thrown out with no playing experience. Regardless, they're four-star, five-star dude. Like, that's that's how you play. Yeah. That's the game. Especially if you get an opportunity to sit for a year. Okay, now it's time to go. Because the only way you really get to go through growing pains is to play. Bro, that you can practice all day. Practice technique, get better, get better. There's nothing like going live on that field and yeah. going up against competition. That's when you really start to take steps okay. in your game. And it's like if you don't get that opportunity, like I don't know what else to tell you. I yeah. I, I just don't. And that's something we have to it, it works. We see it all the time with Mike Mickens. Yes. What did I say? Evaluate, recruit, coach. If you're doing that at a really good level, your guy should be on the field. Yep. Early. Yeah. Get an opportunity ready to play. And you, you know what I just noticed, Sean? On the on the list I sent, I even have a cornerback listed as a potential fighting for reps guy. And it's just like Mike's gonna get somebody ready. Coach McGinn's gonna get somebody ready to play, man. <laughs> of course he is. That, yeah. But that's that's football, man. That's football. And if you can't now, well, it's, we'll probably get into this in the mailbag because I'm sure somebody's going to have a Riley Leonard question, man. But I, I'm sure. it, look, I have a problem. If, if you're not doing evaluation, recruiting, and coaching, then it's a problem in one of those areas. Agreed. If young players can't get on the field. It's a problem. Yeah. And so that's self-evaluation right there. Agree. 
Agree. So wide receivers, obviously, there will be a potential opportunity to play, no doubt about it. And we'll talk a lot more about these players individually, folks, because signing day is less than three weeks away, Sean. We better get rested, by the way, for that show. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun time, man. But we're gonna be there and we're gonna be breaking it down, how every player fits and and what they could potentially bring to the class in a year one perspective and a career perspective. We'll be breaking it down, man, as we always Can do. You imagine. Yeah. I just want everybody to kind of can you imagine Carson on National Signing Day? Oh, well, he'll be on the show. He'll oh, be on the he, show. Don't yeah, worry but about I'm that. talking about he's gonna be he's gonna be extra juice. Oh yeah, extra juice that day. Oh yeah, nah, he is. He definitely is, man. He definitely is. I yes, there's a couple guys that I've ever talked to that are like. So I was even like messaging with Peter Jones, and I have a piece coming out on him, man. I'm like, even he, like Peter, doesn't show much emotion, man. He's just like, yeah, you know, it's like a great dream come true. I'm like, nice, that's awesome, man. It's great, you know what I mean? It's really cool. It's the yeah. best time of the year, man. Yeah, nah, yeah. absolutely, man. It's it 100. It's gonna be a great day, and I that's why I hate like this stretch right here, Sean. Like I saw the one guy, um, I think he's on three post a thing of like flip season like glorifying and i'm just like dude why are we glorifying that oh. stuff man like i just yeah. want to roll my eyes so about. bad can yeah. we talk about the kids that are like signing and that are have the great moments instead of kids flipping and, and going mm-hmm. back on commitments and stuff like stop man i don't want to hear about that stuff but whatever that's a conversation for another day next player i want to talk about sean i am working currently on a breakdown of kingston viliamo asa's senior film sean and I must say, we know Maris Loyfow is gone this offseason. J.D. Bertrand has also accepted an East-West Shrine invite. He has not announced that he's definitely going to the NFL yet, but he has accepted an East-West Shrine invite, so it's on the table and the potential is out there. And then we'll see what happens with Jack Kaiser. Notre Dame is going to be very talented, but young at linebacker next year. You're going to have Drake Bowen. You're going to have Nolan Ziegler. You're going to have Jay Nosberry. You're potentially have Jalen Sneed. You're going to potentially have Preston Zinter. You're going to have a lot of good linebackers on this team next year, Sean. But mm-hmm. I'm here to tell y'all, here to tell y'all, Kingston's good, man. <laughs> Kid's different, Sean. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, and I'm not saying different from other players in Notre Dame's roster. I'm saying different as in he's continuing the trend of linebackers at Notre Dame that we've seen recruiting over the next couple of years. He's in the mold of the Drake Bowens of the world. As far as like you watch him play, and you're just like, dude, that kid is stellar. Like 6'3", 230 pounds as a high school senior, can move, incredibly instinctive, understands how to work through contact and traffic. He is going to fight for opportunities as a freshman, Sean. I'm sure of it. I'm not saying start, but I'm saying Kingston will play as a freshman, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. He's going to play. Once again, I'll say it again. Evaluate. Recruit, coach. Yes. If your dudes can't get on the field early, something's wrong. Something's wrong. So, look, I think Al Golden is a coach, the type of coach that likes to be comfortable with his linebacker, his middle linebacker. So that makes you think, unless he just comes in and is absolutely off the charts incredible, not just with the physical tools, but like, communication, knowing the playbook, picking stuff up. Yeah. But even without that, he's going to play, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, Drake, Drake played. And if he didn't get injured early in the season, he probably would have played sooner. 
So it's more likely that Kingston's a three-year player than a five-year player. I'll leave it at that. More likely, man. in my opinion. Are you are, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> that should be that should be the arc for the best players in every recruiting class. You know, I remember I said this, and people are like, "Man, not dude, give me." I'll recruit guys that's like, "Oh, that's a three-year dude, no problem." <laughs> hundred uh, percent. Yeah. You could graduate from Notre Dame in three years anyway. Yeah. You spent every summer on campus. Like, so what's the big deal about guys being three year dudes at Notre Dame? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's Especially if they're, if, if they're early enrollees like Kingston is too, right? Yeah. Like if you graduate in three and a half years, you're good to go. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that's good. Uh, Sean, I'm just, I'm so high on Kingston because I think he brings a lot of the, attributes that you want in a guy that's going to play early one i already talked about it physically he's ready right like 6'3 230 he's strong and he's athletic he's incredibly instinctive but i think the the other big thing for him is that he is a multi-year stud for one of the top programs in college in high school football he has been playing against the modern days he's been going to you know playing st francis academy he's been going down to florida to play some of the best teams in there he's been traveling across the country yeah. similar to what i said about Jaden greathouse last year at this time of year kingston's going to come in and no moment's going to be too big for him no moment he's just gonna be like dude i traveled all the time mm-hmm. I, pl- I played everywhere i went to hawaii i went to florida i went to arizona i went everywhere to play football and I dominated and I was a great football player for a national champion last year. They were up, they lost the modern day in the playoffs this year, but for a stud program, Kingston's going to be ready to play, man. I really, I truly believe that. So get ready for it. Get ready for it. I can't wait, bro. Yeah. I can't wait. Pro day. First practice. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's going to be a, those those two days for us are going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, I, I think have this to... pro day is going to be a little bit different yeah. than the last two. A yeah. lot more teams, a lot, a lot more, more buzz. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the one two years ago was pretty good because they had Kyle, Kyle Hamilton coming out, right? So yeah, like that was everybody wants out. to see his 40, yeah. Yeah, everybody, oh, and Kyron Williams rerunning his 40 and uh-huh. all that type of stuff. Yeah, man, I might have to try to get down for the pro day this year because, you know, you. I mean – yeah, just having Joe Alt there is going to be like everyone's going to be out to see Joe Alt. Every well, not every team because there's going to be some teams that are just going to be like, I'm not getting Joe Alt. <laughs> I'm not even going to see Joe Alt. But yeah. yeah, to have Joe Alt, Blake Fisher now, Audrey Estime potentially if he will have a kid players. like Cam trying to you Cam know Hart, solidify yeah. a second round probably. Yep, yep. You Sam know. Hartman and yep. yeah, it's going to be a lot of players uh, on, on. There's going to be a lot of players off this team that are going to be drafted, man. Like I mean, right now I would say this, right? Like Joe Alt. As long as he declares, which is expected, he's going to get drafted. Blake Fisher, we'll talk about him more. He's going to get drafted. It just, I don't think it is where he should be drafted as far as mm-hmm. like his potential, right? But he'll get drafted. Aldrick Estime will get drafted. Sam Hartman, probably. That one's a little bit more of a question mark than it once was, though. Cam Hart will definitely get drafted. Javante Jean Baptiste will probably get drafted. If either one of the defensive tackles leaves, they'll probably get drafted. Xavier Watts would obviously get drafted if he declared. It's gonna be a really, it's gonna be a really good draft class, I think, for Notre Dame as far as like the quality of it. I think it's gonna be a really good one. Next year could be even bigger, though. Like you have a lot of guys next year, man. It's gonna be a lot next year. So yeah. 
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The regular season is over, but that doesn't mean shopping for tickets has come to an end. Notre Dame still has a big bowl game coming up. It's also holiday season, which means plenty of amazing concerts and shows. And you'll need tickets, especially if you're a last-minute shopper like me. And if you are in need of tickets, game time is the place to go. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. All right, uh, Sean, next person we want to talk about. Position, I should say, we want to talk about. One spot that's a little bit up in the air as far as who are the next guys. And not for a lack of talents. There's just a couple names and ones that you don't really know, a proven commodity. I just mentioned Javante Jean-Baptiste is probably going to get drafted, most likely, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Probably a late-round kid. And he is a he was a unsung hero for this team, Sean, at big ends, as the field ends. He was really good, man. He's really good this year for Notre Dame. Losing him is going to be a loss because he's exhausted eligibility. He's a six-year senior. He's got no more eligibility after this year. So my question now, Sean, goes to you have a couple young guys on the roster that could potentially be big ends. Maybe you move Joshua Burnham over, for instance, but Aiden mm-hmm. Gabira coming back from injury. You have Brennan Vernon. You have potentially Tyson Ford. You know, you have some guys, right? You have talents. But you had a couple pretty talented defensive ends coming in in 2024, man, that like Physical, like so. I think Cole Mullins will probably start as a viper early on, but like I could see him being a big end eventually. So he's not as much in this conversation. My question is, Sean, can Bryce Young get reps as a freshman? Of course he can. I, I think yeah, so. I, I, look, yeah. I, be, I believe in uh, DNA. I believe in Benjamin Morrison being ready and knowing what's expected. I believe in a kid like Bryce Young that has that NFL Hall of Fame DNA understanding what's expected and being ready to roll. Like, I, I believe in that, you know, it might be, you know, if you don't get that through the gene pool, then, you know, you didn't hit the lottery <laughs> like most of us, but those that do, man, you know, he might not end up being like his dad, yeah. 
But yeah, he's been around the game. He's comfortable. He has no problem with expectations. Just come in and work. And I definitely think he can get some snaps. Absolutely. Sean, he is long and he's explosive, man. Mm -hmm. He sure is. He's going to make some mistakes. He's still a little bit raw and he's young, obviously. He's going to make mistakes. But, I mean, Brendan Vernon is going to make some mistakes next year, too. I mean, you're young at the position. You're going to make some mistakes. Yeah. He's going to make some fast Notre Dame mistakes. is going to be a young, inexperienced team next year. They're going a lot to of make areas. mistakes. In a lot of areas, you are 100% correct. 100% correct. So, they, let's say five to seven games, they make mistakes yep. as a young team. The other 70 plays? Yep. The ceiling? Is bananas. It's bananas, especially because now you're giving Al Golden, and I, I told um, possibly you're giving Al Golden less experience, but a dynamic duo nonetheless right. at the at defensive back situation. Yep. And if Jordan Clark can be anywhere near what Thomas Harper is in, I think the safeties are going to be rangier. Yes, I next year. There. Yeah. So that back end literally could be better. It could be next it could year. Be. All around, it could be. Yeah, it, I agree. So I agree. now you add athleticism inside. You add athleticism in the front seven. Like, like, could this defense be better than this year's defense? It's possible, man. It's possible, man. And I know it's early, and I'm not trying to be super hyperbolic, but it really is possible. It really is. Because I think the key to defensive football, Sean, is that you could be young in certain spots if you have pillars around them, yeah. right? And you're going to have one at corner in Benjamin Morrison, hopefully one coming back in Xavier Watts. It seems like mm-hmm. it's in a solid spot as of right now to potentially coming back. And you might also have both defensive tackles coming back. And, I mean, so you're going to be strong up the middle potentially. And you're going to be fast mm-hmm. in the second level. You're going to be fast at the other corner opposite Benjamin Morrison. You're going to be fast at the defensive line outside of the two big men in the middle, potentially. So, yeah, I'm there, man. I think the defense – and we have no idea if Al Golden's going to be back or not. If Al Golden's back for a third year with the, t- with the younger players also still absorbing more and the, mm-hmm. and the veterans absorbing more, defense could be better next year. It's possible. Mm-hmm. It could at least be more dynamic and more like a playmaking unit than what it was this year. This year I felt like – they, they ended up getting a lot of interceptions, but I felt like for the most part, this was just like a consistently good defense, right? Like they didn't kill themselves a lot. Mm-hmm. Next year could be much more, maybe a little bit feast or famine, quote unquote, but a lot big plays created because they're faster everywhere. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think that's going to be evident immediately. Like, yo, yeah. it's a much faster defense. I, I agree, man. I agree. It's going to be dynamic. It's going to be fast. Are there going to be some mistakes riddled in? Of course. Always is, but is I've said this before, but I'm okay with mistakes. I used to tell my my players this when I coach Sean, everyone's going to make a mistake today. Everyone's going to miss a read. Everybody's going to you know just have a blunder, right? Everyone's going to make a mistake. Make it a fast one. Make yep. it a fast one. Don't sit sit on the heels on your heels and just feel sorry for yourselves. Go make a yeah. play, man. Go make a play. And if they do, I think this defense is going to be exceptional in 2024. Has a chance to be. Next position I want to talk about. Can any freshman safety earn a role, Sean? And this one's much more like a conversation piece, right? Because it's a safety class that 
I think has two players with a pretty solid floor in Kennedy Urlacher and Tabron Benny Powell. But the guy that I think could be a difference maker in Bronte Johnson is a little bit of a developmental guy as far as like he needs to put on weight. You're right. Like he's only about 170 pounds right now. He needs to gain some weight so that he could potentially be that run fill guy, the alley player at times. And there's a technical advancement that needs to happen in his game because he was he was hurt a lot this year and they were throwing him in at quarterback and all that tough that stuff as well. So my question to you, Sean, because we're gonna see probably Ben Minnick get a shot at it. We're gonna see a Don Schuler get a shot at it, even if Xavier Watts comes back. You know, if there's a transfer portal safety, I, I anticipate there probably will be at some point potentially. But can any of these young safeties come in and make an impact? That's a question like I have. Said, the wild card is Ben Minnick. I think so. Yeah. His spring, he was having a really good spring, like to the point that because of injuries, of course, but he was running with the ones in spring. Yep. And it was like, yo, he was running with the ones making plays. And I was like, yo, this goes back to that having that trait of being a playmaker. This is where that star stuff, <laughs> some people just make plays. Some people do, man. Some people man, do. He was next to a five star. In high school, and he was the playmaker in big games next to a five star that went to Ohio State. Yep. So he's not intimidated. He knows how to integrate himself and he knows how to play the game. Yep. And if there's ever a position that you need to know how to play the game, you know, could he be the next Harrison Smith in a sense? It's big expectations, but I big dig expectations, it. Big expectations, but you know. Harrison really didn't come in with, you know. Harrison he was a three-star, three right? Yeah. Three -star recruit, yeah. Three-star out of Tennessee comes in. The next thing you know, he's playing early. And it's like, oh, this kid is rangy. Like, okay. You know, and that's like the trajectory. But health for him is an issue. You know, Adon Shuler's look nice in the limited snaps we saw at the end of the season. So we expect things from him. Can a yeah. freshman – I don't even really know if I want a freshman safety. Yeah, that, that's that's like snap. one of those positions where you're yeah. like, you you would like to be a little bit more veteran laden because it's mm -hmm. so much discipline to that position. I agree. I will say this though, Sean, if there was some world where Bronte Johnson was ready to play though, style wise, that's the guy yeah. you're missing. Yeah. Could you imagine yeah. if you had a guy like Bronte that just played the middle of the field a ton and mm -hmm. let Xavier just Jump just short long, routes and, and route. sits like, yeah, yeah man, that yeah. would be a very because great. He, he can trust him, yeah, because he knows he can trust him. Yeah, that look, you know, yeah, everybody can't be Caleb Downs, man. Yeah, <laughs> Caleb Downs is the exception. He's not the rule. Absolutely, <laughs> he's the exception. Dude, did, did, even did. Oklahoma, yeah, even. he's come from. Yeah, Brian, where he's come from from that Texas game. Yes, yeah, and watch yeah. him in that SEC championship game. He's, he's like, a stud, man. He's a stud. Like, Why was he, I was even going to say, Sean, like Peyton Bone was a stud, right? Like, and he yeah. still is a stud. But they have been playing mostly nickel right now because it's like right. safety is, again, one of those spots that not everybody just comes in. And it's just like yeah. a seamless transition. It doesn't yeah. happen a lot. It doesn't. Yeah, man, but <laughs> Caleb Down. I, I literally made a tweet the other day. I'm like, hey, go to your 2026 NFL mock draft, right? Mm -hmm. you're, you start a, start a doc. Write down Caleb Caleb Dallas' name in the top 10 picks. Don't open that thing for two years because early mock drafts are stupid. But, yes, pencil him in, man, because he is going to be – he already is exceptional, but 
he's going to be a dude. He led the team in tackles, didn't he? He's a true mm-hmm. freshman. Like, <laughs> that's wild, man. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Andrew Gilmore even said, you know, Kyle Hamilton started as a freshman. He did not start as a freshman. They had Jalen Elliott and no. Lohi Gilman. Yeah. He, was like, he was like that nickel safety that would come in. Guy. Yeah, and then like, some the third game, stuff. Yeah, by the third, fourth game, he yep. started getting more snaps. Yep, he led but them yeah. in interceptions in that role, but like he was not but, the starting safety that year. He was not. But once again, everybody can't be Cal Hamilton. Yes. Yep. Like yep. he was an exception. Yep. Yeah, and, and and NC Notre Dame fan even say you think Caleb Downs will go higher than Kyle Hamilton did? Yes, I do. I do. I truly do. I, I'm not. I'm, I don't have a crystal ball, right, to see like how. You know, I, I'm I'm assuming that there's exponential growth and it's not linear, right? Like I'm expecting him to be even better in 2024 and 2025. But like, if he continues the trajectory, yeah, yeah, I expect him to go in the top 10 picks whenever he comes out. I expect that, barring health or setbacks, all that type of stuff. Like he is stupid good, man. Like very oh. very good football player. He Georgia tried to run a toss, man. I know, I know, and he flew up and he forced it back inside. Yeah, I know, I remember that play. Sean, he's like one of those players, and and this happens every so often because I've been in the NFL draft space for a long time now, <laughs> longer than I even anticipated, actually, or even re- realized. But Caleb Downs is one of those players that you could watch ten plays, and you're like, I'm good. That's all I need to see. That's all I need to see. You can leave the game early as a scout because scouts do their due diligence, right? They watch three right. or four plus games. They're going to do that with Caleb Downs, but literally there's some guys that you just watch and you're just like, yeah, I don't need to see much more. I did the same thing with Malachi Starks from Georgia last year. I saw him in the first game of the season. I'm like, yep. <laughs> yep. This guy's good. You know, yep. that's, that's, that's when you have a mom that, that uh, hires an architect to start building her home in 2026. Like, Yep. All right. We're gonna start uh laying the floor plans for this uh dream home that's gonna get <laughs> yes, yeah. The signing bonus is gonna be about 20 million. Yep, yeah. And, and, and I'm not gonna say that Ivan Taylor is going to be as good as Caleb Downs, but I think Ivan Taylor could be that Caleb Downs-ish player for Notre Dame, man, where he just yeah. comes in, you're just like, yeah. Yep, really good football player, man. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, uh, sorry we we just got off on a sidetrack because we're talking about how safeties don't we usually like really transition players. early, and we started talking about Caleb Downs. Notre Dame did recruit Caleb for a while. He really liked Notre Dame as well, but Sean obviously it came down to who's going to develop him the best at the next level, and that Come was on. Alabama. So yeah, yeah, he's he's a stud, man, absolute stud. And uh, NC Notre Dame fan also said, Ryan, you think Caleb Downs is the best safety uh, Saban had since Minka Fitzpatrick? So, I mean, I'll say this, NC. Um, he was actually recruited as an outside corner, Minka, and Minka actually played a lot of nickel. He wasn't even like a true safety that much at Alabama. Like his last year, he played a lot of safety, but yes. I mean, my initial answer is yes, because they've had some good safeties. Like Brian mm-hmm. Branch, I mean Brian Branch played a lot of nickel for Alabama last year, but like I was a huge Brian Branch fan. I would have taken him in he's, the first round. He was round. pretty good before he got hurt. Yeah, man. Brian Branch is too. really, really good football player. Yeah. Also, because they've had some guys like Harrison that you that you know played good, but it's like he got to the NFL and it's like ah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. 
He's yeah, man. Really good football player. Really good football mm-hmm. player. Someone just asked Ryan asked, what's the latest on the transfer quarterback? Uh, Ryan, go back to the first section of this podcast. Cause we spent a lot of time on Riley Leonard to begin the talk. So yeah. Yeah. And we're excited about, and you know what else I'm excited about, Sean, as Notre Dame starts to recruit the safety position better, which I think they are already doing in 2025, obviously. And they got a couple good players in 2024. Chris mm-hmm. O'Leary is a good coach, man. Like, if you get more talent, are you kidding me? He's done a really good job, in my opinion. Did you see DJ? Did you see DJ Brown play this year? He was solid, man. Solid outside of that dropped interception, man. He was pretty solid this year. Yep, dude, you're darn right. Chris O'Leary can coach, yes. Oh, he definitely can. Yeah, took a wide receiver and he's the Nagurski award winner. Put that on his put that on your resume. Yep, yep, Yep. he's yeah. I I think O'Leary is a good coach. The recruiting need to get better, and so far in 2025, it is. It is better. So happy to see. I'm excited to see if any of the freshman safeties are able to get any type of role in 2024. Last guy I wanted, last guy I wanted, Sean, because this is not a necessity. It's it's literally maybe just a luxury at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So you have at running back coming back. You're gonna have Jeremiah Love. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have Jadarian Price. You're gonna have Jabron Payne. You're also going to have Aeneas Williams coming in. You're going to have Kedron Young coming in. That is a stupidly talented running back room. The player I wanted to note here, though, is Kedron Young. Because the one thing, because as of right now, we expect Jeremiah Love, Jadarian Price to be kind of that 1A, 1B, like, you know, uh-huh. group at the top, right? Probably the top two guys on that depth chart. But both those guys aren't necessarily power runners, right? Like Jeremiah Love has power to his game, but he's still 195 pounds right now. I mean, eventually he'll he'll be the all-around package. But both those players are much more hit home runs, explosive plays, cutbacks, that type of dude. My question is, can Kedron Young come in and potentially be a short yardage goal lineback? Could he be a guy that comes in and you're like on a third and one, because Notre Dame struggled in those situations at times this year, the short yardage plays, third and one, fourth and one. Can Kedron Young come in and get, provide that for you on a limited basis? Come in and you know maybe he only has twenty, you know, let's say thirty carries in a season, but maybe he has seven or eight touchdowns because he's that type of guy for you. I'm curious to see if Kedron Young can get that type of role at least as a true freshman. Who are we talking about? Everybody in that room plays. They do. We've seen everybody in that room plays, man. We've seen it. You know, once again, I see I'll reiterate evaluation, coaching, (laughs) development, man. It's recruiting. It's yo. Dylan McCullough, Mike Mickens. They do all of that pretty darn well. Yeah. Pretty darn well. And I'll say this. The what the running back position from an evaluation standpoint can be a trick bag. Yep. It really can. And you have to know what you're looking at. And his ability from the t- moment he got the job to be flat out honest about, I know this kid is in the class, but he's not he's not at the level we, we need to be. Sure. Can we move on from him? We're gonna take a PR hit, but can we move on from him? Then the guys he goes out and gets. Then he gets Aeneas Williams early. Right? Yeah. Some had him at the time as the number one all-purpose back. 
in the class. Do you, do you remember the when Notre Dame offered him and he was like not even ranked by anyone at that point? Everyone's right. like, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it's pretty good, man. And then you come back, and we both like the first time we both saw Keegan Young's film. It's like, oh, right, because you had guys like Darian Dupree, uh, what's the kid up in Wisconsin that we both like? Um, oh, what's oh, Braylon Allen running back. No, uh, the high school kid, Chris Smith. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, Chris Smith. We like oh, Corey Smith early. Corey Smith. Corey Smith. I'm sorry. Corey Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. God. Corey You're Smith. Fine. I thought you were talking about Darian Dupree because he's committed to Wisconsin. I was like, in no, my no, mind, no. Like, Darian Dupree. And, like I said, Darian yeah. Dupree. He was at yeah. the invasion, yeah. and they liked him. But Notre Dame, all of a sudden, it comes Keijan Young, and they they had to move on, right? And as a Chicago guy, I'm like, man, I would have loved to see Darian Dupree. Sure. You know, wearing a Notre Dame, you know. He's a he was the player of the year in the state in the city of Chicago. Heck yeah. Yep. But yo, Keijan Young's better. He he's just flat out better. Yep. I can't. He's a better player. And there's so no, there's no fault. Question, he's, probably, he's probably a top five running back in 2024. So it's no fault oh, to yeah. say that he's a better player either. Like yeah. he's just really good, man. Just a really good player. So yeah. So that's Running back, folks, again, it's not a position where you're necessarily – you don't need a guy in 2024 to ne- to necessarily come in and be a dude for Notre Dame. You're going to have Jeremiah Love. You're going to have Jadorian Price. You can have Jabron Payne. You're going to have Aeneas Williams. You're going to have Keijan Young. You don't necessarily need either one of those freshmen to be dudes in 2024, but is there a role for them? Because they both bring – nuance to the game that I think could be integrated well. We talked about Keedron Young and the physicality he can run with. Can he come in and be a goal line short yardage type of dude early on in his career so he gets some snaps? Can Aeneas Williams, as more of a receiver, be a, or a guy that can catch the football really well, can he come in and be a little bit of an all-purpose threat at the running back position? Those are the questions that I have at the running back position for the, for the players that are going to be coming in. And both of them, Aeneas Williams and Keedron Young are both early enrollees as well. So that's going to help them to be able to get those early reps, be able to hit the weight room with the, you know, hopefully, well, it's not hopefully, it's probably going to be a new strength coach and a new strength program. So you're looking good if you're Notre Dame heading into 2024 at the running back position. But like Sean said, they always have a way to get those guys to football. We saw Jabron Payne make touches this year we obviously saw Audrey Gestime saw Jeremiah Love we saw Jadarian Price you saw Devin Ford even run the football a little bit this year so opportunities are going to be there without a doubt so folks we're going to get over to the mailbag next that's our breakdown of some 2024 players that we want to see potentially grab some roles as true freshmen we're going to get to mailbag next make sure to throw those mailbag questions in the chat Already have 20-something starred before we even start the mailbag today. So it's going to be a great conversation. But before we get to the mailbag, if you please for us, just hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Hit that notification bell at the bottom of the screen. If you're listening to us on one of your favorite podcast platforms, five-star reviews are always very much appreciated. Go to BorzaIrishBreakdown.com because, folks, I'm telling you, I had an intel piece on Riley Leonard last night. I had uh, me and Brian had an intel piece earlier today on some of the other transfer portal players that had been vi- had visited over the last couple of days. 
and it's not going to stop. Notre Dame is still interested in bringing a wide re- another wide receiver potentially in the class, even if they get Bo Collins. They still have potential of bringing in a safety. They're still looking at an edge potentially and a guy like an R.J. Oban. So there's going to be more intel coming from the transfer portal perspective. So make sure to go to boards.irishbreakdown.com. But that's going to do it for this portion of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com